Father Victor suggested I might like to do the Mass today. And I was nervous for two reasons. One, because I'm always late, and I didn't want to be late for you all for this Mass. And two, because you have class after this, and I didn't want to be late for class if I was not only late, but then would talk forever. And he said, no, don't worry, don't worry. So I guess you don't have to be on time for class. So that's, that's fair. So for those of you who I have not gotten the chance to know, my name is Father Stephen, and I was here uh, starting in 1998 at age 19, and uh, I was ordained in 2012, December 15th, 2012, and um, just the last 10 years I've been in the Diocese of New Orleans, and I'm a pastor in a parish called Holy Family in the town of Luling. And it's been a real privilege, like I said, to come back here. There's so many memories and, and such a beautiful oasis of formation, and you're in the work, in the world outside, there's not a lot of time to focus on, on those formation habits, your prayer life can suffer easily, and after 10 years of priesthood, the wear and tear was starting to show, so it was good for me to be here with you all, thank you so very, very much. Not only my, my novitiate, my first year of novitiate was here, but then humanities, and then three years of internship was spent here in Connecticut, New York, all over New England, it's a lot of familiar places, but um, I was thinking, if you're speaking about this theme of building a solid foundation, which of course you all are definitely trying to do, and I'm trying to renew my foundation after only 10 years, it goes fast, but there's a lot of work to do. I was thinking, um, you know, I started here 25 years ago, and I thought of five things I would have told my 19-year-old self when I started here in Cheshire. So if it's helpful for you, it's helpful for me, five lessons that I would tell my novice Self, Brother Stephen and Elsie. First of all, take advantage of the silence. Use the silence. The world doesn't understand silence. The world doesn't have silence. But we have a beautiful schedule which has a lot of prayer, acts of piety, meditation in the morning. You even have to wake up before sunrise. I feel like the movie Frozen, like the sky is not even awake. But novices and juniors, humanists, we are awake. And it's a chance to listen. And, and journaling the things that you hear and the movements of the heart, the activities that, that strike you, the way God gets your attention. Silence even in between your activities. So often the world, when there's nothing to do, they'll pull out their cell phone to, keep, to catch up on Facebook. But here it's like, no, take advantage of that downtime to re-silent, re-quiet your heart. And so if you remember the humanist, you all had the Father Jason Smith for exercises, and he talked about the spousal nature of silence, especially the grand silence after night prayers, that your spouse wants to speak to you. So take advantage of the silence. Two, stress-free, full immersion. Throw yourself into everything you're doing, everything the schedule has you do, everything your superior asks for you of you, but without any stress, free of all stress. I wish I would have known that as a novice. Stop comparing to others. Stop trying to be appreciated. Stop worrying about how you look or what you think they are thinking of you. Um, whether you're first to morning prayers in the morning or not, no one cares. I never was. Um, if your cassock is perfectly clean, if you've got a huge stain on it that you didn't notice you sat in something, it doesn't matter. There's no such a reward as the most exemplary legionary. No one gets that award. So don't worry about who's exemplary or if you're exemplary. Stress-free. It's interesting, I was coming back here as a diocesan priest, like, whether I wear a cassock or whether I show up on time or whether I eat the right way with my fork or my knife, 
I don't care what y'all think of me. No offense. <laughs> but I was like, you know, as a novice, it would have really helped me if I would have stopped worrying so much about what people thought of me, about how I looked, about what time I got to wear, if I was late, because I was always late, or anything else. It didn't matter. And boy, I could have lived my novitiate a little better if I would have been free of that extra burden of what they're thinking of me or whatever other stress. I have to finish this project. You're in humanities, you're in novitiate. There's no project you're working on that's going to cause the world to end if you fail. So don't worry. If you sing the, the harmony that you're supposed to sing or if you don't sing it. I was in charge of music when I was here. I have no music degree. And my second year in novitiate, I told some of you this already, my second year in novitiate was in Monterrey, and I was leading the music, and I don't know the Mexican songs. <laughs> so I intoned the right words to the wrong tune. Good luck with that one. But it didn't matter. And I could laugh at it and take life very easily and not focus on things that really don't matter. Yes, I, I do need to follow the rules the best I can and, and live out the spirit and the schedule, but... I just have to be me, and me before God, and nothing else matters. Stress-free, full immersion. Three, your superior is not your enemy. He's not there to torture you. He's not here for you to feel his appreciation. He's not here for you to feel offended by. You don't need to point out your superior's faults. You can find all of them if you want to. He's not perfect. Leave that up to God, though. He's simply a means God will use to help keep you honest and on track. Stay very close, therefore, to your superiors, to your spiritual director. Let them see your worst and let them see your best. And that daily dependence, I would recommend, I was a little melancholic and I would, you know, my dependence, my written notes to my superior would be all about the things I'm worried about and the things I'm doing poorly. I mean, that's helpful, but... We're not perfect. So I would suggest every day, one good thing you're proud of in your day or, or God touched you with in your day and one thing you're still struggling with or struggling with the new or that you notice. So just stay, stay closest to your superiors. Silence, full immersion, stress-free. Stay close to your superiors. Four, don't hide. Which is actually very relevant for this community because there's some, there are much more of you here than in the center of apostolate maybe. But don't hide. You're not here for um, getting things done focusing on projects, that's not why you're here. Let yourself be known. Be your real self and throw it out there for everybody to see. The best of you and the not so best of you. That, that healthy openness to our brothers, that healthy like, here I am and, and I'm here to know you and, and I'm here to show you myself and bless you with the gifts God has given you and curse you with my mistakes because I'm going to make some and they're going to drive you crazy. But I'm not here to hide my mistakes. I'm not ashamed of my mistakes. God sent me here knowing I was imperfect. If you don't like me, that's his fault. Take it up with him. But just be yourself and don't hide. And your brothers don't not like you. They have to like you. So this is the best place to be. <laughs> Take advantage of conversation. I missed almost every conversation because there was always some project to work on. I could always get more work done. Use conversation to be known, to be seen. And to focus on getting to know and seeing the person God puts in front of you. In parish life, you don't get to choose who you talk to. You talk to all sorts of people. People who think you're, that you're cool, people who don't like you, people you think are cool, people you think are a waste of your time. No one's a waste of your time. 
And in conversation, you could just say to your brother, you're worth wasting my time. Because what's productive about conversation? Being with that person and being yourself with that person. Don't hide. Be real. And at the same time, don't give your heart to the person in front of you. Reserve your heart for Christ. But be fully present. Be fully real. Don't hide. And then that was four. So lastly, um, like the Blessed Mother, you know, Jesus was with her for 30 years. And it looked like nothing special. 30 years. No progress. No miracles. No great signs. For 30 years. Give or take, right? And my lesson after 25 years, since starting at 19 years old, is that don't worry. God's doing his work. You won't see the progress as you go about it. But everything you do is contributing to his forging your heart, mind, will, and soul to be who he needs you to be. Everything. Housework, teamwork, the corrections you get, the missed soccer goal, the aggravating brother that's next to you at the table, the one who didn't pour the water that you were waiting for, the fact that you didn't get dessert yesterday, the thing that didn't work on your apostolate last week. Everything, yeah, it's an end in itself, sort of, but it's really a means that he's using. And looking back 25 years later, it's like, wow, Lord, you actually were using every single thing to forge me the way I am today. And y'all, the formation works. Again, full immersion, it works. I mean, I can't take a whole lot of credit, but honestly, in all humility, a lot of times people thank me, not just for being a priest, but for the way I'm a priest. And I owe so much of that to 13 years in the Legion. It works. Just throw yourself into it and watch God use every single thing to contribute to forging and chiseling your heart, mind, soul, and will into the apostle that he needs you to be, the apostle that the world needs so desperately today. So that's all helpful. Silence. Let's see, point number two. What was it? Y'all remember? What was it? Nobody remembers what I say. It's okay. Stress-free. Good for you. Stress-free. Stay close to your superiors. Don't hide. And with the Blessed Mother, be patient. God is always at work. Again, thank you all very much. We pray for you as we move forward, offering our Eucharist for that total union with our Lord in His formation. May ours be a lot like His. May we take full advantage of it. Amen? Amen.